Hello and welcome to the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. This podcast is designed to empower you with the knowledge to live a healthy and happy life, to banish the years of yo-yo dieting, heal your relationship with food, make lifelong changes to your health by learning evidence-based nutritional techniques with self-compassion, mindfulness and behaviour change to feel more accepting and confident both in your mind and your body. We'll likely be adding a little bit of feminism, some sass and some humour along the way. I hope you enjoy and thank you for tuning in. Welcome to the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. You're joined by me, your host, Rebecca, and of course, as always, my wonderful sidekick, Edith. Now today, you're in for a real treat. This is a bonus episode, the audio taken from a webinar that was produced for my clients back in November, and it's the one tool, the valuable tool that you need to navigate silly season, aka... Christmas. I hope you enjoy listening to this and take away so much to get you through a very healthful and thriving festive period. Hello and welcome to the one tool, the one tool that you are going to need to navigate silly season. Navigate silly season healthfully. Now, (laughs) I think it's worth noting here that when I say silly season, I don't mean it in a malice tone. What I mean by silly season is it tends to be the time in which work commitments increase, socialising is heightened, you've got festive shopping, you've got nativities, you've got pantomimes, you're going to Christmas markets, you're going ice skating and it can feel a little overwhelming for some people. Maybe you're doing things back to back on weekends, the month is so busy and with this a lot of the time people can drop off their health journey. I'm here now to support you and give you that valuable, that valuable tool that you need to navigate this time of the year and ultimately you know it will support you through any season because there will be times in your life going forward when maybe things do feel a little bit overwhelming maybe you have huge deadlines with work maybe you have massive projects on maybe you've got some challenges with some family situations and you aren't able to fully commit to the optimal sort of actions and behaviors that you usually do with your healthful journey and this is where we bring in imperfection Imperfection is a key attribute that we all need when considering our health. Because perfection, of course, the opposite. If we can't do it perfectly, then we don't do it at all. And this is what we see with the increase in things like Christmas, festivities. Because things feel quite busy, aka silly, (laughs) people can fall into the perfection mindset. Well, I can't do everything today, so what's the point? And then, of course, that rolls into another day, into another week. And then you've got diet culture preying on vulnerabilities, marketing on insecurities and telling people to get back on it on the 1st of January. So people just brush off what they can do in December. And let me tell you, there is space to always be taking action. But we just navigate that in a very healthful manner. So it's the season, right? And I'm sure 
those of you who have this presentation in front of you love Home Alone because it is the the most festive film, the most festive film. But it's the season to be jolly, right? Merry, bright, connected, restful for some of you. Creative, to eat delicious foods. Get out in the outdoors for those warming smells. To see people you maybe haven't seen for some time and so much more. It is not the season to be feeling guilt, shame, regretful, preoccupied by food, frustrated with your body, quote-unquote falling off track, googling the next fad diet, avoiding food, removing food, excessive exercise, trying to earn your calories. It is not the season for dichotomous thinking. But I know, like I said, that a lot of the time people can fall into this all or nothing approach, especially when you've been stuck in the realm of dieting. Now, when you're on this journey and you're on this journey to a thriving and fruitful, sustainable way of living that encompasses your values and your goals, something that I like to remind people of, when things feel a little bit out of body and a little bit out of sorts, Sometimes we can fall to what we know as the path of least resistance. So if we consider all of you who have started with the Thrive With Life method, you at the beginning of your journey had a path. So take a field of hay. You had a path that got you from one side of this field of hay and to the other. And this was something that you followed pretty subconsciously each and every day. So these were a collection of your beliefs, your actions, your habits, and they were ingrained within you subconsciously. So as an example, if you overate one night, you may then begin to over-restrict the next day, talk to yourself like an absolute sack of rubbish, and then fall into more overeating. This was your subconscious. I came along and I said, right, we're going to do this in a different way. We're going to do this in an evidence-based way. We're going to unpick those limiting beliefs. We're going to build your confidence. We're going to build your trust. We're going to follow an inclusive diet. We're going to be incorporating mindfulness, self-awareness, emotional granularity, in essence, to form new behaviours, new actions, new habits that you can sustain for the rest of your life. So that when you lose weight, should that be your goal, or if your, your goal is weight gain, weight maintenance, whatever, it's done so without preoccupation around food, without dichotomous thinking, without falling off track, without getting back on track and without this desire to start every single Monday. So we're going to start forming this new path in this field of hay. But we know with fields of hay, right, this path needs nurturing. It constantly needs work in order for it to be formed. But when emotions are running high and when seasons do change and maybe we're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, maybe things feel a little bit busy, we have years of these subconscious beliefs and that is where we can see people sometimes fall to what we know as the path of least resistance. So sometimes people might think, oh gosh, this is just too much in December, I'm not going to do this. But instead, it's how you come back to this new path. And this tool that I'm going to give you now is going to support you on this new path in a very subjective manner. And there is no right or wrong way for you to do and use this tool. It all comes back down to your individual response. So let's start thinking about what is most important to you right now. So with that, reminding yourself of your own values, coming back to you, checking in with what is the most fundamental, 
important thing for you right now is that fat loss. Is that connection? Is that socialising? Is that consistency? Is that management of your workload? Is that management of your stresses with work? Is it confidence in your body? Acceptance in your body? Is it self-awareness? Emotional awareness? Is it behaviours with nutrition to support a healthful time of year? Is it imperfection? What's most important to you is subjective. Like I said, it's very individual. So recognising what is the most important thing to you right now based on where you're at in your life. And I think it's also worth noting here that say your goal is fat loss and you're listening to this thinking, yeah, I've got nativities, pantomimes, festive markets, socialising, I'm hosting Christmas, work is ramping up. Fat loss to me right now this month will feel quite consuming. You know, it's okay not to diet throughout December. You know, that doesn't make you a failure. And I actually argue if you're sat there thinking, yeah, actually, I have a lot going on right now. It's far more beneficial to say, do you know what? I'm going to work on my my behaviours, my habits with nutrition, as opposed to trying to sustain fat loss around such a busy time. Because we know the allostatic load on your body, just by increasing a deficit, is heightened, right? So the stress on your body is already high because you're trying to restrict your food. That's a physiological response, we know. But then you've got stress of work, you stress of Christmas presents, stress of maybe children, and then you're going out socially, so your sleep's going to be a little bit shot because you're going out a few times in the week. Is that Then, is that a trigger for you overeating on that path of least resistance? So this is where you lean into the growth and start to recognise the things that are of most importance to you. And knowing that, again, there's no right or wrong way, but not getting trapped in the values of others or following goals that you believe you should be doing because maybe you have a goal of, say, fat loss. And asking yourself, sometimes like it's worth really catastrophizing it like what's the worst thing that's going to happen if I don't lose weight in December but I manage my stress better because I've got more self-awareness I manage my overeating by not over restricting I'm able to go out socially without preoccupation and that way you're giving yourself the evidence of the sustainability of your achieved fat loss thus far which then I argue again is confidence for when you have lost the weight that you want to lose to give you the evidence that you can then sustain it long term with the behaviours that you are currently instilling. So firstly, recognising what's most important to you. But then also, do you need to put your goals on hold? No, you don't. Because we don't do that on off here. And this is a continuous journey because health is with you long term. And I know when people start on this journey, it can feel like a challenge to an extent, but it goes from being a challenge and a chore to something that feels pretty cool. And when it feels pretty cool, it feels pretty empowering. And diet culture is the narrow mind. This is what I'm talking about in terms of perfection. I'm not saying you're a narrow mindset person. I'm saying it's a narrow approach. You're either on track or you're going all out. You're either on it or you're overeating. You're either eating really good food or you're eating all the bad food. 
This narrative perpetuates further disordered eating. Further disordered eating with your behaviours and it openly invites the guilt and the shame with food because you've got this categorization of certain food, the good and the bad. And the minute you eat something that you believe is bad, you think you've done something wrong, you think you failed, so you feel guilty. It keeps you stuck in this level of dichotomous thinking. And of course, if we consider then the approach in January, the marketing will look like lose all your Christmas weight, get back on track for January, six week diet to lose the Christmas pounds. You can see it now. And this is where people put their goals to one side now and put them on hold and then fall into this notion of getting back on it in January. Now, like I just said, even if your goal at the minute is fat loss, but you're saying right now, fat loss isn't something that's a priority for you in December, that doesn't mean you're putting your goal on hold. That means you're leaning into the growth mindset. And the growth mindset is adaptability, flexibility, and being able to navigate around situations and circumstances within your life whilst maintaining healthful habits and behaviours in line with your values. So your values are your compass in life, right? The direction in, you which, in which you want to go. Whereas your goals are like mountains along the way. And sometimes we're climbing these mountains and we're really, we've like got a rucksack on and we're really chipping away at this mountain. But other times we're just cruising. We're like, no, I'm going to pass around that mountain in a minute. I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to tackle you soon. And this is where we compromise. And like, if you're saying fat loss isn't the most important thing for you right now and not your focus, not abandoning everything. So this is where we come to the valuable tool. So how do you compromise? So first you've recognised what is most important to you, knowing that there is no right or wrong. So let's take an example, right? Let's take an example of what's most important to you right now. Um, connection and stress management. They are maybe the two main focuses for you this festive season. And I know for me that they'd be the main two focuses. So management of an increase in workload and connection with events, with yourself, with your family. And you want to be able to manage these two factoring in your health without spiralling, picking up that fuck it bucket and taking it for a spin over the festive period. So now we implement strategies that help you compromise with the one important factor, non-negotiables. So daily non-negotiables are routine tasks that simply you will not compromise on. So they're like daily promises to yourself. And these daily promises allow you to show up as your best. They allow you to remain accountable with your behaviours and with your habits, lean into imperfection because you're not trying to perfectly do everything. And they factor in the things that are your main priority. They're protective with boundaries, supportive of your meeting your own needs. And I know for a lot of you, that feels wildly vulnerable because a lot of the time people believe they shouldn't have needs. But when we don't meet our own needs, it's actually very selfish because then what we try and do is support others around us. But because 
we feel like we're not being taken care of, we maybe feel like we're taking granted of, being taken granted of, sorry, that projects outwardly. And then we get really frustrated and then we get really aggravated. And a lot of the time we can meet our own needs with a maladaptive coping strategies. So like nobody's done anything for me all day. I've done everything. I've run around for everybody like a headless chicken and 9 p.m. comes and you're overeating the chocolate. That's you meeting your needs. Daily non-negotiables are a form of self-accountability to your own goals. And I think self-accountability is really important. It is so important and massively overlooked. Like having a coach is great for accountability. But you've also got to be accountable to your own goals and your own values. Because they're they're what's most important to you. Like your coach doesn't set your goal. Your, your coach doesn't tell you your value. That comes from you. And being accountable to that is very important. It allows you to be adaptive, like I said, flexible with different chapters, times of your life and factor in the, the values and the things that are so important to you so that you are thriving as your best self, as best as you can anyway, around silly season, you know. So you may notice that they change as your goals and or values change. So it's always, always worth coming back to your values and checking your non-negotiables to make sure that they are aligned. And it stops the perfection, as I said, and that failure mindset because you adapt and you consider your own priorities right now, thus creating more action, more imperfection. And remember, imperfection creates more action than perfection ever will. So what do you need to be your best self? What do you need to show up to the things that are most important to you? And like I said, even if that makes you want to vomit, you are important and the more you start to recognise that and implement these strategies, the more, again, you reduce that dichotomous thinking. So consider with our example of stress management and connection. What will support my stress management? What will help me connect more? What do I need to manage my allostatic load? What tools help me connect in the moment? What helps soothe me the most? And then we look at example non-negotiables. So example of non-negotiables to support your needs, to help you with stress management and connection. Number one could be regular meals. So if you're having regular meals, that's going to support more awareness throughout the day, better cognitive function, decision making, more mindfulness, ability to focus and have strength with, with resilience. So if you're skipping meals, your cognitive ability is going to be impaired. If you're not adequately eating throughout the day, you're not going to have any mindfulness. So you will find yourself mindlessly snacking and that might come at a certain trigger time for you if you fall back to the path of least resistance. If you're not adequately eating enough throughout the day, you'll struggle with resilience. Things that happen around you, because they will happen around you, you'll start to take on as being your own fault. You'll start to blame yourself and that'll feed into other areas of your life. You'll believe it's permanent. So number one could be regular meals. Number two could be meditation, maybe five minutes of meditation. And if you notice like work is your biggest stress so where you have the most stress and that tends to be quite prevalent for most people, maybe it's post-work you do some meditation to detach from the day, come back to your body, manage your breathing, and make space then to connect with those around you. And a lot of the time when I'm talking to clients and we're creating this meditation and this space between work and home, 
the way in which they like to frame it is I'm like washing off my day from work and I'm preparing then to connect on a deeper level with those around me. So this is managing your stress, managing the allostatic load on your body, but also creating space to go home to those that are most important to you, maybe your family, your friends, and allowing you to connect with them without the constant fixation on work. Number three could look like daily movement. So that could be supporting your mental and physical health, creating space mentally for reflection. It helps with your mood, your energy levels, connection to nature, more mindfulness, better cognitive ability. And that daily movement doesn't, hasn't said 10,000 steps. I haven't said a 50 minute gym routine. I haven't said half an hour of yoga. It's just daily movement, which then allows you to adapt. So this is where that imperfection comes in, right? Some days you might do a 50 minute gym routine. Some days you might do it with yoga and you might be able to get for 10,000 steps in, in movement. But there are days when maybe you can't get to the gym and maybe the only thing you have is a, a time for a 10 minute yoga session and a 15 minute walk around the block. But that's still daily movement. And that's a non-negotiable that you're keeping within your day because you know the significant impacts that that's going to have in a positive manner towards managing your stress with your mental health and allowing you to connect because you're creating space for your needs to then be the best version of yourself with those around you. And then we could have number four, protein with one meal. So this is going to support satiety. It's going to support fullness, slowing down gastric emptying, thus keeping you fuller for longer. And with that, it's going to help reduce food fixation and preoccupation to make more of a mindful choice when you're out socialising, when you're connecting. Again, it allows you to be more present. It allows you to really listen to the conversation. And if you're then pulling in regular meals, you're pulling in your protein with at least one meal, you're not going to be ravenous. So you're going to be able to make a choice that allows you to feel comfortable and you'll be able to compromise if you're going out four times a week. We'll compromise a little bit more, right? Because it'd be largely unhelpful for you to go out and have four burger and fries per week. Maybe you could have a burger and a salad one day and a burger and a gin the next, burger and fries the next. And you allow, you're allowing yourself and the capacity to compromise because you've recognised the importance of regular meals, of eating protein with at least one of those meals, but more the recognition of your health because you're more mindful, because you're more connected, because you're more self-aware, thus reducing this on or off mentality like, oh, I'm going out four times this week, so I'm not going to do anything. No, actually, there are so many things you can do when you show up each and every day in alignment with your goals and your values, but with imperfection, with adaptability, with flexibility. And these in turn then prioritise the things, again, that I keep saying, are most important to you. And as our, as our example, stress management, connection and encompassing health and helpful strategies in a long in a long term manner, you know. And this is where, again, people get so fixated on food, so fixated on exercise, so fixated on tracking calories, on tracking steps, hitting reps that the most fundamental part of any journey, whether that's healing your relationship with food, whether that's fat loss, muscle gain, weight gain, whatever it is, is behaviours. Like you sustain your goal through behaviour change. And that behaviour change isn't banging calories in my fitness pal, isn't getting fixated on 10,000 steps, is looking at what you can do with fierce compassion in these scenarios, in these situations, to have you keep showing up, to build your confidence so that you get to the end of December and look back and be like, 
my god, yeah, look, I ticked my daily non-negotiables each and every day. And whilst some days it felt so consuming and all-encompassing, I got through those days. And I got through those days with imperfection, without any of the all or nothing dichotomous thinking, and without them falling into guilt and shame, and not now needing to get back on it in January. Rather now, come January, what I'm going to do is ramp up my behaviours because it's a bit of a miserable time of the year. And that allows me to give a little bit more effort because I've got a little bit more time and I've gotten through silly season. You see? So we like turn down the switch, ramp up the switch, but we're not going on off. So your task now, remind yourself of your current values and or what is most important to you right now. A short reflection, what is your main priority over the festive season? Establish three to five non-negotiables daily promises to yourself. These could be evening reflection, if you notice quite a few triggers, fruit or vegetables with most meals, mindful moment, regular pockets of breath work, pause and think, etc, etc. You've all got a list of daily non-negotiables that you've been working through and now it's about adapting to this season. Share with Share them with me if you like because we'll update then your dash, your habits on your app and you'll be ticking them off. And actually now, this is about leaning into something that you've never done before. This is the growth, adaptability, and this is where the long-term change happens. So let me know if you have any questions, but super excited for you, absolutely smashing the festive season. Thank you so much.